Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends. Ah, a great deal of courage to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends. So what is political courage? Is it just shouting talking points at your enemies or your opposition? Are you actually willing to stand up to your friends, like Dumbledore said in Harry Potter? I want to get to some examples uh, where I've seen this uh, in some interesting ways. And again, doesn't matter where you fall on the political spectrum. Uh, the thing that matters is we really want to have people in elected office who are willing to do that. Anybody, I mean anybody, can yell talking points at your enemies or your opposition. But it does take real political courage to stand up to your friends and say, you know what, you got it wrong, or we need to do it different. So really interesting, recently at the Obama Foundation Summit, former President Barack Obama criticized members of his own party. And he you know, did this, this, this in an... Of- he did this interestingly uh, because they were being too politically correct, too woke, too judgmental. And I thought it was interesting that the former president said, look, we're we're doing it wrong. You know, this this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. I, you should get over that quickly. The world the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids. I I love that perspective uh, from President Obama because he he, he measured that in such an interesting way. I love the fact that he said, look, gang, the world is messy. I believe the world is messy. Families are messy. Communities are messy. America is messy. And President Obama said, look, there's a lot of nuance to all of this. And this has always been my biggest gripe with social media is there is no space in social media for nuance. I love that former President Obama said, Look, there's some of those people that you really disagree with on the other side of the aisle who really love their kids, who really love the country. And there's some people in your own party who are doing some really dumb stuff. Now, President Obama went on to say, this was important too, I thought. He said that young people can't enact change just by judging other people online. Take a listen. One danger I see among young people, particularly on college campuses, Malia and I talk about this. Yara goes to school with my daughter. But I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And... That's enough. Like, if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the word wrong verb or then 
I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because, man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. <laughs> I'm going to get on TV, <laughs> watch my show, watch Gronish. <laughs> um, you know, that's not, that's not activism. That, that's not bringing about change. You know, if, 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 if all you're doing is casting stones... Uh, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get that far. That's easy to do. Great advice from the former president, uh, and especially to young people. Now, again, really interesting. Uh, president Obama ha- is on more T-shirts for more young people than probably anybody in the country. And for him to call out the young people and say, hey, young people, you know, just being woke or just calling somebody out on social media because they used the wrong word or said the wrong phrase or watched the wrong movie. That's not activism. That's not making change. That's just being annoying. And he was willing to call it out. And that's a good thing. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, I want to go back uh, during the Trump administration. For another great example of someone not just yelling talking points at their enemies, but talking to their friends and saying, hey, you're wrong. That's courage. Senator Rand Paul uh, gave an interview on Face the Nation, and he actually criticized Republicans for being part of the problem of the ballooning deficit. And he gave very harsh criticism to what they were doing. And how they were doing it when it came to spending. Take a listen. Well, you know, I think we should draw attention to the fact that we're spending so much money. I ran for office in 2010 with what was called sort of the Tea Party tidal wave at that point. And we were very, very critical of President Obama's uh, deficits, you know, approaching a trillion dollars in a year. We talked endlessly about them. We had 100,000 people rally on the mall in Washington. And I'm still against deficit spending. Just because Republicans are doing it doesn't make it any better. I'm very worried, and I think uh, one of the questions, see, Republicans, I think, are not willing to ask themselves is, can you be fiscally conservative and be for unlimited military spending? So he was taking on a lot of those pet peeves and sacred cows and said, look, we can't just criticize spending when the other team is in charge. If we're spending the same way, if we're doing the same kind of reckless spending of money that we don't have, uh, we got to look in the mirror. Again, not shouting talking points at the opposition, but standing up with courage to your friends. Finally, I want to go to former Vice President Mike Pence at a recent speech at the Heritage Foundation just before the midterm elections. He gave a very clear stance 
that he felt conservatives should adopt when it comes to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Interesting. As Russia continues its unconscionable war of aggression to Ukraine, I believe the conservatives must make it clear that Putin must stop and Putin will pay. There can be no room in the conservative movement for apologists for Putin. There is only room in this movement for champions of freedom. Now, I know there is a rising chorus in our party, including some new voices, who would have us disengage with the wider world and abandon the traditional values at the heart of our movement. But appeasement has never worked, ever. And now more than ever, we need a conservative movement committed to America's role as leader of the free world and as a vanguard of American values. So there was the former vice president calling out his friends in terms of isolationism and retreating from the rest of the world. So these are just a few examples. There's a lot of examples out there, but these are significant. You take former President Obama, former Vice President Pence, you throw in a little bit of a Rand Paul, uh, and there's a host of others out there who are willing to actually show some political courage. And I think we need to talk more about political courage because, again, anybody can yell talking points at your enemies or the opposition. It takes real courage to stand up your, to your friends. Uh, I think Dumbledore actually got it right. I'm Boyd Matheson. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, hour number two of Inside Sources, Christian Bridgekey is going to join us. Important conversation coming up next. Stay with us. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.